Hi, this is Design Lota, the podcast where we talk about life as Indian designers. I'm Angie and I'm Sushi. So, we left off our last episode talking about meaning and making a difference as designers. I was thinking we could look a little more into that. When I think of making a difference, I think of designers who have done projects that have an impact on real people and change their lives in some way. Like Suchita yeah. Isaac, the designer you spoke to the other day. Yeah, uh, Suchita has worked as a graphic designer for a non-profit in the past and now she's freelancing but she does keep an eye out for social impact projects as a designer. Wow, how did it go? And what did you find out? Uh, why don't you listen in and find out for yourself? So hey Suchi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So when my co-host Sushi and I were talking about doing an episode on designing for social impact, mm-hmm. you really were one of the first people I uh, thought about and wanted to talk to. I think the listeners will soon find out why. So why don't we start off and why don't you tell us something about yourself, what you've been up to, what you're doing now? Um okay, uh so tell us about yourself is like the most awkward question. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so here goes. Uh I think I'm one of those uh total geeks who's kind of into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um from the time I was 15, I've been dabbling in different fields and learning stuff. I think I was unconsciously I don't know if unconscious is a good <laughs> word, but I was kind of building my career since I was 15 without even knowing it, just right. because I was doing so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've dabbled in a lot of different fields. So at the moment, what I'm doing is um, I'm a designer, I'm an illustrator, okay. a little bit of a writer also now and mm-hmm. then. And um, right now I'm freelancing. I do logos and websites um, for companies and organizations. I also do a little bit of social media strategy. Wow, okay. And um, for companies, individuals, bloggers, musicians. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, also I kind of do some doodles on the side and sell them on products Okay, okay. on my website as well. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm up to. Yeah, that sounds really cool and uh, sounds like a dream job you have right now. Winging it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I went through your website and one of the blog posts that you wrote really caught my eye uh, because it's kind okay. of directly related to what I wanted to talk to you about and it really made my mm-hmm. job easier. So thanks for that. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> so you worked for an NGO straight out of college, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So Why? Yeah, I got asked that a lot, <laughs> strangely. Hmm. Um, honestly, at the time, it was very spontaneous. Okay. Um, I just graduated from college. And when I mean just graduated, like I'm talking the same week as graduation. Wow, really? Like I just finished the graduation. Hmm. And, and that and um, I had already been looking up ad agencies to join. Okay. Because that's the logical next step, right? right? right. Like you finish studying media, you join an ad agency. Mm-hmm. So I already had this list that I was going over. Okay. And um, so that's when my friends kind of came up to me, Ajit and Satish. Mm-hmm. And they had this idea of starting a charity. Okay. And at the time, we didn't have a name. We didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. We, we just had an idea. Okay. Because we used to do a little social work by ourselves anyway, mm-hmm. like um, teaching kids computers and English and all of that. Okay. So they said, hey, you know, we really love doing this and we want to do it full time. Do you want to join us? Wow. Okay. And um, yeah, <laughs> initially I, I, I was just, I, I was saying, you know, you guys should hire a social worker because <laughs> honestly... Contrary, contrary to what people may think, I'm not. A, I'm not your typical social worker. Okay. I'm not good with kids. Mm. I'm very awkward. <laughs> I'm not like your happy, cuddly person. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm kind of reserved and like awkward. Okay. Um, okay. So when, so I kind of felt like I'm not the best fit. But then they said we're looking for someone in media. We're looking for someone in design, mm-hmm. and we're going to be building something from scratch. And okay. to me, that was really exciting. Yeah. 
you know the idea of just building something from the ground mm-hmm. up and uh, so i said okay and uh, it was kind of a spontaneous decision and then i think as the years went by um i was truly loving what i was doing wow. and i also saw like what a huge impact design can have in this space mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's the story wow uh, yeah. so when you just decided to just go for it uh, what were mm-hmm. some of the reactions you got Ah, uh, very interesting reactions actually. Okay. Um, back then, I think this was a good seven years ago, mm-hmm. uh, six or seven years ago, and um, it wasn't the coolest thing to do back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people were like, "Wait, will they even give you money? Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> okay. Why don't you wait till you retire? Mm-hmm. Why don't you wait like till you have a like real job? Right. You're not going to be able to feed your family. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know those kind of. Uh, and some people were blatantly honest. They said, uh, "I get. I'm sure they had the best of intentions, but they told me like, 'You're an idiot. You're wasting your time.' In like the nicest <laughs> way possible. <laughs> no, not in the nicest way at all. <laughs> just to your face some people are honest yeah hmm. but you know they had the best of intentions yeah, but yeah. um i think two things from my side i was enjoying what i was doing mm. way too much mm. to let it go wow. firstly yeah, yeah and secondly it really challenged me because i said oh so everyone thinks this is uncool mm. i'm going to make it cool yeah. <laughs> so i wanted to kind um, of give you a yeah. little more uh, yeah, of a push yeah. i think huh? so i think that's an issue also because this is unappealing mm. people don't really want to help and mm. you know make the world a better place so i was like okay let's see how we can make this an appealing thing mm. for people to do so that was kind of one of my mm. challenges early on yeah did you feel like uh, you're taking a risk uh at that point when you made the decision at that point honestly um in my head i didn't feel like i was taking a mm-hmm. risk i think now looking back i can see how and why people perceived it as a risk mm-hmm. but i'm really glad i kind of paved my own path and i didn't um, give in to what everyone was saying yeah because yeah. the le- the learning has been so valuable Mm. and um that's something i wouldn't trade so um it was definitely worth the risk which i did not see at that time at all <laughs> okay okay so yeah so what do you what do you even do when you're a designer at an ngo right okay um, yeah 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 that's a good question uh, so i think that depends a lot on what kind of ngo you work for mm. and what kind of organization you work for and what their goals right. are and so that would define where they need a designer and mm. where they need design yeah. to solve their problems right? right right so in in the context of what i did at uni it was we worked with volunteers a lot mm-hmm. so we had to um create a lot of campaigns and events to just uh, recruit volunteers right right yeah so um that was one and then you have on the other side you have donors which is another target audience if you will and then you need to work on all your collateral that you need for a donor then you have events you need your print collateral mm. then you have your website so you have web design right so it's really a lot of um different things mm. um so uh, does that answer your question or like and the social media again like of course like how can you forget yeah yeah um your everyday posts on social media need design so it's actually a very very design heavy job yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot of design that goes into it but for anyone out there who's looking mm. it really depend depends on what kind of organization you join yeah. and what their goals are yeah. and what solutions they're looking for mm. from a design perspective yeah. yeah i think it's really interesting also as a designer like i feel mm-hmm. like for an ngo uh mm-hmm. the you know aspect of persuasion in your design has to be that much better like what do you think about that yeah i think well um that i imagine that is 
true for any company mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any organization true. True. that you uh, persuasion is persuasion <laughs> yeah? yeah and so i like to when i when i look at design also i like to think of it as a more holistic, holistic thing mm. and not just like one print design or one unit yeah but yeah. like an end-to-end experience you know like mm. anyone who interacts with your organization if is that a, if that's a donor an employee a beneficiary even mm. What experience are you giving them from start to finish? Right. And design plays a huge role in that, right. creating that entire experience, right? Right, right. So, um, yeah, I think uh, all design needs should be persuasive and like... Yeah. Going back to that blog post that I spoke about earlier, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things you said was NGOs and charities are looked at as the sector of society that everyone else is doing a favor for. Uh, that was interesting. Like, do you want to uh, tell us more about that, or any examples you have of why you felt that way? Um. Well, I think the why I felt that way was I was talking also more from a global perspective, more than like from a personal perspective okay. when I said this also. But um, um, many times, especially when you're starting out, mm. you know, you have to call in a lot of favors, and um, right. it's just uh, I think. People are willing to admit that, you know, non-profits are, people are, in, in fact, people are not really willing to admit the extent that they possibly benefit mm. from a non-profit, right. you know. So because if you look at non-profits, they're trying to solve the world's biggest problems. But, you know, people still look at them as, okay, we'll help you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, cute little NGO, <laughs> but you're tackling like global issues. Right, right. Um, and if you think about... Um, how people need non-profits, corporates need non-profits, they need CSR, brands need non-profits to look socially responsible. Right. Individual students, they all need to show like social work on their resumes and college applications. Mm. So it goes, you know, the relationship really goes both ways. You know, non-profits need people, people need non-profits. Right. right. And so it's not a one-way um, favor, mm. so to mm. speak, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's about time we re- redefine that and, you know, made the whole world a little more socially responsible so we can work together better, you know. Yeah, that's just the image. So you felt like that is the image that, you know, non-profits and charities have. Yeah, I feel like that's an image they have globally. Mm-hmm. And it's not because um, people are wonderful. People want to help mm-hmm. and people want to do things to make the world a better place. Right. I think the image is something that has been inherited. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the way non-profits function and how, where they actually came from, it came from Puritans, actually. And... Um, they used to, um, they were profit, like they were capitalists, aggressive capitalists. Mm. And when they made profit, they felt like they had to do some penance because they felt like they'd uh, go to hell because they're doing so right, well, you know. Right. So they started charities as a form of penance. Right. And that's where the concept came from. And we've inherited that. Mm. And as much as we are good people and we want to help, yeah, we've been yeah. taught to think this way. Yeah. So I think like if we change the way we're thinking and looking at things, we can actually tackle these global problems a lot more, you mm. know effectively without these attitudes i think that also that mindset also goes with the other point you made about thinking of uh, working for an ngo is not like a normal uh, career path to take right because it's like you're doing this which is a corporate job and then that's the other thing which is like a charity yeah yeah but Mm. like at the end of the day it's so much like a normal job Mm, right and um uh, you you ought to do it with as much seriousness, right. if not more. Your job is probably more important because you're in a non-profit. Right. Like you're solving, you're not making video games, you're solving bigger <laughs> problems, you know. Yeah. So like you yeah. have to take it that much more seriously yeah. if you ask You're me. making a lot yeah. of listeners feel very guilty right now. <laughs> no, I, that, that's not, a, <laughs> not yeah, my yeah, intention yeah. No, at all. I see your point. Uh, you also mentioned uh, there's a lack of talent when it comes to NGOs and social impact projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if designers directly think, hey, I'm straight out of 
college let me just you know work for an ngo like even you were mentioning you had a list of other yeah. companies you were considering yeah right? yeah um so um, i mean just talk about like is that the, the reason there's a lack of talent at non profits um, a couple of or? things well well the reality is there is a money constraint mm. and uh, we can't ignore that and uh, not everyone can afford to uh take a job that pays lower than the industry standard mm. to be honest like if you have a student loan if you have to pay back stuff sure. absolutely you need a job that pays you that amount you know you need to break even right um right. i think but uh and so uh, people go where they get their good paying jobs mm. but um one thing um you know on a positive note that's changing a lot mm. is that uh, millennials in particular they're looking for more than just money mm. they're looking for purpose and they want to be part of something bigger you know they don't want to do the um run of the mill ad agency stuff right. anymore they want to be a they want purpose you know right. and for people like that who are passionate about this the non-profit sector is a brilliant place to work right. and um you'll really find what you're looking for there there are lots of great um organizations that you can work for yeah. and uh, also i think that you know if if from the other side from the ngo side if ngos are having trouble attracting talent mm. and if you can't offer the money yeah. um i think you need to look at what else can i offer how can i make this appealing how can i make this interesting yeah. Yeah. for a potential employee so um it it it's a problem both ways both for the nonprofits and for people looking for jobs yeah so yeah there's two sides to that coin yeah uh and what do you feel design can do like when it comes to the social sector right uh, mm-hmm. i know that there are roles for all kinds of people like if you're a marketing person yeah. or uh, um, even like a you know manager like a project manager right you may have a role to play at an right right but right. as a designer yeah. like what do you think design can bring to the table um so much so hmm. much um <laughs> i think maybe i can answer that with a few examples sure. but um so design is a brilliant uh, creative problem solving tool mm. like i said again it's not just uh, one or two units of design right. or just a website or just a sure. logo um let me give you an example of an organization i think they call the soap project um so essentially what these guys did mm. is um they had bars of soap on which they put a label that had a phone a helpline number okay. and this was a human trafficking anti human trafficking helpline number and they put this in motel rooms mm. and um essentially it said like if you're being forced to do anything if you're forced into prostitution if you're being held against your will call this number wow. and we'll come rescue you which That's is like amazing. a brilliant solution yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's absolutely like a, a brilliant idea yeah. and if you look at their website they have testimonials of people who have been re- rescued mm. by dialing this number that they found on a soap wow. so wow. you know that that's yeah. a creative design solution right. that's that's brilliant you right. know and um i think again like if you look at from my experience mm. um at you and i yeah. like i told you when i joined this was not the <laughs> coolest thing to do yeah. so um i think when we needed people we needed volunteers and we wanted to get college students involved mm-hmm. So we ran a lot of campaigns and workshops in colleges right. and um like we had t-shirts and wristbands and everything mm-hmm. and we had these interactive workshops and we gave the students like a good experience and then they'd sign up and then before you knew it they were all like walking around with our t-shirts <laughs> and volunteering yeah. and and I could actually see that change of like going from something going from unappealing to the cool yeah, thing to do. Yeah. and these kids they're like oh now we're a part of you and i were volunteers and they're so thrilled about that and even the staff bought in the teachers yeah. bought in and um, you know so it it like yeah, it that, again was a design differentiator i think right like going from yeah. uh, oh i don't know what an ngo does what can i do about it 
like especially if you're a student right. yeah and then going yeah. to hey they're cool I actually want to do what the, whatever they are doing right yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah because people want to help and uh, a lot of times people just feel helpless like everybody wants to help they just don't know how so ngos and organizations it's about how you create that platform for people to help you know yeah so that's and i feel like that's a, design is a huge like end to end solution of you know the experience you give people yeah another thing i want to touch upon is uh, something you said about how the thinking needs to change from donations to investment i think mm-hmm. if you can explain more about what you meant by this um okay so i think um the little subtleties in our language hmm. kind of play a huge role in our perception hmm. like we talked about you know but we've kind of inherited an understanding of how we should think about these things right. when you say donations you're just thinking giving i'm just giving mm-hmm. right but when you say investments you're thinking about returns and what you're getting in exchange right. and like if you look at charities and non-profits and these organizations they are working to uplift the community as a whole and they're working to tackle global issues mm-hmm. and they're working for like overall upliftment right, you know right. um it's it's so if you kind of look at the larger community aspect you're really investing in making your community a better place and it's worth investing in people who are working to create that every day yeah yeah so i think um i see it as an investment when i give money to any organization yeah. i don't see it as okay bye bye money give me my atg tax deduction <laughs> you, you know i was waiting for the atg you know? to come, you know pop up at some point yeah, yeah. right a lot of times yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of how we've also been taught to think about right. it because also the thing is like it, it takes a while to you before you see change like change doesn't happen overnight it takes time but it does happen like imagine if we lived in a world where nobody was doing anything to make the world a better place right like it wouldn't be a very nice place so yeah so we really need to start looking at this as an investment where the world is getting better mm-hmm. you know whether you see it overnight or not we're making the world more socially responsible we're making it a better place yeah like you talked about millennials now are interested in making right. an impact yeah. so is that something mm-hmm. you see around you like especially uh, talking about designers something that they yeah i think so internationally it's a lot it's a lot more for normal job i okay. think um for uh, most big charities and organizations have full time designers and design teams mm. again it depends on how big they are and uh, how what resources they have right. i think in india it's still kind of picking mm-hmm. up um so yeah i think uh, i know a few people in india i know a lot more people internationally right right so i think we're still kind of catching up and uh, ngos here are still trying to take design a little more seriously and yeah um see the value in that do you have something to say to designers who want to do this full time uh, but they don't know like you talked about the risk you talked about uh, salary yeah. and i don't mm-hmm. know whatever things that stop them from like taking that jump yeah um okay i think if you're inclined to do it you should go ahead and take the plunge as someone who's done it it's completely worth it mm-hmm. and uh, the change that the contribution that you will make is so real yeah. and uh, you don't know it until it's happened you know um you'll only see it in hindsight right and right. um i remember um i i think in your previous podcast you guys actually said um i didn't choose design design chose me so right. that's a very superhero line you know and <laughs> yeah <laughs> spider man would say with great power comes great responsibility Indeed, with great power yep. comes great responsibility mm-hmm. so um no seriously like if you have a gift you should use it and you should use it to make the world a better place you know so uh, don't ever say i can't do 
anything to help i'm just a designer in fact you can do something because you're a designer you know you're you're, you're gifted you're one of the you can think creatively and come up with creative solutions yeah and um, there's huge potential for what you can do so you really should um invest some time in making the world a better place now whether you want to do it full time or not is a different conversation right because right. i completely understand the money aspect of some people mm-hmm. can't afford to do it yeah. and if you can't afford to do it full time do it pro bono find someone in your community who has like a charity and uh, if you see any ngo before you make fun of their bad design <laughs> you know go help yeah. them reach out to them and see how you can help yeah. and see how you can get involved and because i i really think designers have so much to yeah, give yeah. and um they can um, come up with some amazing solutions in the time and, it takes uh, uh, for us to criticize a logo on twitter <laughs> exactly exactly on a, on a long thread like what's wrong with it right? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're so good designers so good at like finding bad designs so when you find it also save the world from bad design you know go out there and see how you can help yeah and i think like not just designers any career mm-hmm. whatever career you have like i've interviewed a lot of people um who want to join an NGO and stuff while I was at UNI. Okay, yeah. And I was inclined to tell a lot of people, you know, don't leave your day job to come join an NGO because a lot of times people do it because they're looking for personal fulfillment or they want to sleep better mm, at night and right. and like I think, you know, at the end of the day, like you it, it really like what skill do you have and what can you do to make the world a better place? Right. You know, so use that. Yeah. Use what's in your hand. Yeah. Whether you're a designer or a tech guy or like an engineer, like use what skill you have to make the world a better place. Yeah. So you're saying it's so, not yeah. just you know uh, I want to make you know the conscience aspect. Uh, it's not just that. Like bring your best, uh, the best part of you, and give it to something yeah, like this. Yeah. Right? I I think a lot of times when we when we think of uh, charity again, mm. we think of oh it's it 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 gives me fulfillment. True. It helps me you know yeah. um feel better mm-hmm. and and that's that's good like a lot fulfillment is good and i'm sure a lot of people look for that in their career right so i mean if you're looking for that that's good like i was always wired a little differently i was like i will sleep well when you know human trafficking is abolished right, <laughs> so right. it, it it's like it's kind of about the fact that you have a huge gift it's so much more than about you right you know you can have your fulfillment you can sleep well at night but like i i think people need to know that the world needs them yeah. they're not just another person everybody has something to offer right right so you know so go ahead and be awesome yeah the world needs you <laughs> that's super yeah. inspiring and i'm going to actually i'm going to ask you mm-hmm. if it's okay to share uh, some ngos or some Uh, links anything that might help people who are listening to do something is that okay okay uh, um yeah uh, you want me to just go off the top of my head like um i think we'll i'll get it. that from you and then we'll put it on the po- in okay. the uh, notes yeah. of sure, this episode sure. uh, okay. so i think that will be helpful for anyone who's reading yeah. and stuff before we close i want to read out the mm-hmm. part from your blog post that i found so inspiring uh, so this is what you say Uh so looking back I could have gotten paid a lot more doing another job but why have I given 3 years of my life to the non-profit sector I did because I'm big-headed enough to believe the least of us deserve the best of us people don't work for charities out of a lack of other jobs out of boredom or even out of a need to stroke their feel good ego people don't work for charities because they can afford to feed their families and they are happy with a minimal income People work for charities because they believe in their investment. They have a gift of faith and foolishness to believe that they can change the world. 
Now that's I find that mm-hmm. so amazing and uh, uh it comes straight from your personal experience and I think that really gives weight to what uh, you said and you also made a little lettering piece out of this which is uh, really nice. That's actually on the wall at the UNI office. Wow, really? So yeah, okay. yeah, it's very it's, it's very personal in and, and, and it was completely to do with UNI. Yeah. So. That's great. Uh, where can people find you where, and where can they find this beautiful lettering piece? <laughs> um, so you can go to my website, which is suchitaisaac.com slash store. Mm-hmm. And if you want to buy anything, that will take you to stores for web, depending on where you are, if you're in India or anywhere else. Okay. So you can just kind of follow those links and you'll find what you're looking for. Hopefully, if you can't, please write to <laughs> me and I'll help you find it. Yep. Um, otherwise, you can follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. suchi007. And uh, you can find my Facebook page at facebook.com slash suchi. I'm at a loss for words. Uh, that quote you read out at the end was so moving. Isn't it reassuring to know that there are people who believe that they can make a difference and they are actually putting their time and energy into the issues that they really care about? Yeah, I like what she said about every designer having the opportunity to make a positive change mm-hmm. and that if you have a gift, you must share it to the world. To me as an industrial designer, what that means is even if the design, even the design we do for profit for upscale consumers can have a positive impact down the line if we pay attention to why and how we do it in our choice of materials, producers, production techniques, etc. And the very design of the business model. Yeah, I think it's more of a perspective on a fundamental level. I also love how good graphic design can have an impact on making social work attractive. Uh, Like the example of student volunteers responding to a well-designed campaign, right? Yeah, and today design for social impact is really gaining traction mm-hmm. with uh, more and more designers realizing the true fulfillment that comes from it, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to list out some organizations that you listeners can get in touch with if you want to do some impactful work at the grassroots level. Uh, you can find them in the blog post for this episode. Do you guys have a story about design for social impact? Tweet to us at Design Lota and tell us. Yes, and you can find references and links from this episode at designlota.com. We'll be back next week where we talk about getting out of your comfort zone as designers. Uh, Stay tuned for that. It's going to be interesting. That's all, folks. Bye.